today. Welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast, my friends. I'm your host, Tessa Morrow, and those cool tunes, always courtesy of Bobby Mackey. You know, this year is almost up, and I am just so incredibly grateful for all the great things that have been happening. Like, for instance, my second book. That's about to be published. Super stoked about that. This podcast, The Paranormal, it's so special to me, and I'm very passionate when it comes to this phenomenal subject. It's my life. I can investigate it and talk about it all day long. And another thing I fully enjoy are myths, legends, stories, strange tall tales, urban legends, mythical and legendary creatures. Are they real? Are they not? Recently, new neighbors moved in right across the street from us, and they're from New Jersey, and just super sweet people. Jersey. It got me thinking of, of course, the one and only... The Jersey Devil. First reports of this creature go back 284 years. Picture it. South Jersey. The Pine Barrens. The year is 1735. Jane Leeds, a mother of 12 children. She finds herself pregnant with unlucky number 13. Oh, she is mad at the world. (coughs) She has 12 mouths to feed. 24 hands to keep clean. You get the drift. And she sadly was getting no help from her husband, a notorious drunk who was way more interested on hitting the hooch than taking care of a dozen kids, soon to be a baker's dozen. It seems he was good at least two things, drinking and impregnating his wife. In complete aggravation and frustration, she yelled, cursing the child, screaming, that the child will be the devil. Known as Mother Leeds by many, on one severe stormy night, surrounded by family and midwives, she gives birth to her 13th child. Her curse, far from her mind and perhaps even forgotten, a legend is born. At first, things are normal. The baby is healthy, has two arms, two legs, one head. You get the idea, right? Well, within minutes, things went from a pure happiness and joyous occasion to extreme terror. Before the people's eyes, the baby is said to have changed from human form to something nightmares are made out of, changing to a bizarre creature with bat-like wings. I know, pitiful bat sound. (laughs) A tail that forked at the end. Hooves. What resembles a goat head. Ah! Some people who've seen it said a horse head. Nay! Meanwhile, this transforming beast is growling. And screaming a blood-curdling scream causing chaos and terror before flying up the chimney and heading into the pines. Doesn't that sound like that could be a scary movie? The pines? 
Like, what's going on in the pines? Who's living in the pines? Who died in the pines? Okay. In 1887, 152 years after its birth, a newspaper published an article describing sightings of an unknown winged beast, calling it the Devil of Leeds. I'd like to read the short 1887 article now. Quote, Whenever he would go near it, it would give a most unearthly yell that frightened the dogs. It whipped at every dog on the place. That thing, said the colonel, is not a bird or an animal, but it is the Leeds devil. According to the description, it was born over in Evesham, Burlington County. There is no mistake about it. I never saw the horrible creature myself, but I can remember well when it was roaming around in Evesham Woods 50 years ago and when it was hunted by men and dogs and shot at by the best marksmen there were in all South Jersey, but could not be killed. There isn't a family in Burlington or any of the adjoining counties that doesn't know of the Leeds devil, and it was the bugaboo to frighten children with when I was a boy, unquote. I want to talk about some of the documented sightings that have been recorded over the many decades. Throughout time, many have had encounters and have claimed to have seen the beast. Starting at the year of its alleged birth, in 1735, local farmers would blame the Jersey Devil when they were dealing with droughts and losing their precious crops. Farmers, too, were having issues when their livestock stopped producing milk and some suddenly started to disappear. They were linking these misfortunes to none other but the Jersey Devil. In that list of people included government officials, law enforcement, and other prominent well-to-do citizens. Hell, even royalty reported strange sightings. Let's dive right into the bizarre encounters. We'll start off with Joseph Bonaparte, Napoleon's older brother, former king of Spain. Now, around 1812, Bonaparte claims to have seen the Jersey Devil while hunting on his property near his mansion. While on a hunt, he describes finding these strange, mysterious tracks on the ground. To him, the tracks looked like a two-legged donkey. The tracks then abruptly stop, as if whatever left those tracks suddenly took flight. As he's investigating the tracks, to his shock and horror, he hears a hiss coming from behind him. He turns around to find himself face-to-face with, in his words, a large winged creature with a horse-like head and bird-like wings. Joseph, he was paralyzed with fear, and understandably so. Just what exactly the hell is he staring at? He doesn't move a muscle. Then, suddenly, the creature flies away. Joseph Bonaparte never sees the creature again, but you better believe that when he was out and about, he was keeping an eye out for that mysterious creature that he saw. Some think that he was full of it. He had a wild and colorful imagination, that Joseph. Who knows? One of the most well-known cases took place in 1909. 
for one entire week starting January 16th and ending on the 23rd. Hundreds of reports started pouring in of Jersey Devil sightings, close to a thousand. In Haddon Heights, a trolley car full of passengers was attacked by the creature, terrorizing the trolley car before abruptly taking off and flying away. The witnesses described the creature as a large flying kangaroo. Now, this wasn't the only incident that a trolley car was involved. Around 20 miles away in Burlington, New Jersey, a trolley car full of people witnessed a mysterious beast scurry rapidly across the trolley tracks. They described it as an ostrich-like creature. There was a report that the Jersey Devil also attacked a Camden social club. This included police firing at the creature, but to no avail. There were so many sightings, in fact, that the Philadelphia Zoo, which is ranked as one of the top zoological destinations, and at the time was the only institution of its kind in the New World, they posted a $10,000 reward for the creature. $10,000 back in 1909 was a lot of money. Shit, that's a lot of money today for me. I'd be happy with 10 Gs. Anyone else? $10,000 in 1909 is $282,797 in 2019. With such a hefty money bag now suddenly available, people started coming out of the woodwork trying to claim the prize. The most famous was when a man named Norman Jeffries also going by the name Jacob Hope, not only claimed that, hey, I know what the Jersey Devil is, but he says that he had one in his possession and it was alive. It's alive! Jeffries revealed that it's a vampire-like creature from Australia. He even displayed the creature at the 9th and Arch Street Museum. However, it was placed in a very poorly lit area in a cage, and behind that cage, Jeffries had a child hiding in the rear. When the curtain was raised, the child would menacingly poke and prod the poor helpless creature with a stick. The purpose? So it could flail and jump around, making a scene, acting like it's out of control, scaring the people, of course. Quite cruel, this turned out to be a perfectly normal and probably pissed off kangaroo, which Norman Jeffries had painted bizarre green stripes and given wings with the help of a harness. He finally admits this is nothing but a charade, a big stinky piuski of a hoax in trying to get the money. However, I think Philadelphia Zoo is a little smarter than that. They wanted the creature, I assume, and... Uh, yeah, harnesses and paint just don't work, hun. Mm-mm. Not even close. I'm unsure what happened to Jeffries, but this con man, if he was charged in these days, he probably would have get hit hard with animal cruelty charges and fraud and who the hell knows what else. Remember all these incidents? They're happening, you guys, in a one-week span in 1909. And there's so many others, such as an incident that has to do with the Navy commander in the Pine Barrens. Stephen Decatur is testing cannonballs at Hanover Mills Works when suddenly the Jersey Devil appears out of nowhere. He aims and shoots the beast with a cannonball blowing a hole into the creature. This doesn't even phase old JD. People were terrified and no one or nothing was safe, human or animal. 
Folks were having issues guaranteeing their beloved pet's safety. In Riverside, New Jersey, a man was outside and found bizarre tracks surrounding his chicken coops. <coughs> An entire home. He found his sweet puppy dead, surrounded by tracks. Plaster casts were made from those tracks. Countless of people reported that their chickens and, in some cases, cows were being brutally slaughtered. This was especially seen in the towns of Bridgeton and Millville. In Camden, a woman finds the beast attacking her beloved dog, trying to devour the poor creature. Well, this woman... Of course, seeing that her furry family member is being brutally attacked, she jumps right into action and go girl and starts repeatedly beating the beast with a broom in which it finally takes off, flying away. Several hunters and vigilantes started surrounding and staking out the woods, the forests, roaming the pines and countrysides in search for the notorious beast. They were sick of living in fear and being terrorized. In Hamilton, during a search, they found mysterious-looking tracks, but the bloodhounds refused to follow them. In Woodbury, New Jersey, a man was searching for the J.D. when he claims that he heard a hissing sound, (laughs) then saw something fly across the street. I saw two spots of phosphorus, the eyes of the beast. There was a white cloud, like escaping steam from an engine. It moved as fast as an auto. (coughs) Meanwhile, across the Delaware Valley, strange tracks were also being found in the snow. The tracks were everywhere, over and under fences, throughout the fields, much to their dismay, into people's backyards, and on top of their roofs, and so on. I mean, this was getting out of control. Speaking of being on people's roofs, there was an incident in West Collingswood that Jersey Devil was seen on a roof of a home. It was described by witnesses as an ostrich-like creature. Firefighters were called. They turned the old hose on the notorious beast, but it quickly attacked them and then flew away. In Burlington, a family found themselves trapped in their own home by, quote, a noise as of some heavy body trampling in the snow in the yard, unquote. They say that the mysterious creature circled their home, looking for a way in, even trying to break into the back door. Finally, retreating, leaving only its bizarre looking tracks in the snow. New Jersey wasn't the only state that sightings were occurring in this one week span. Folks in Delaware, Pennsylvania, and Maryland were also seeing the troublemaking creature. Whether you think it's a hoax or not, people, they were truly terrified. They were afraid for their lives and the lives of their loved ones. It was a really stressful time. Schools in Delaware and New Jersey were closing to ensure the safety of the children and the school employees And many people were refusing downright to go to work as many had to commute by going through those woods where it is thought that the Jersey Devil lives and has been seen many a times. Hundreds of other occurrences, experiences, and encounters occur during this short period. In 1927, a taxi driver in Salem City claims to have had an encounter with the beast when he found himself outside changing a tire 
While doing this, a large winged creature appears out of nowhere and starts pounding on the taxi cab's roof. In 1960, sightings were becoming a common thing. Wealthy merchants offered a $250,000 reward for the capture of the beast. And in May's Landing, the residents were reporting horrible, unearthly screams at night. This was causing a widespread panic. Local police tried to calm their nerves by saying Jersey Devil is nothing more than a hoax. A circus owner, however, disagreed and offered a $100,000 reward for any brave soul who could capture the beast. That reward went untouched and unclaimed. In 1972, a woman was driving one night when she claims to have seen the Jersey Devil on Green Shree Road. She described it as taller than the average man with thick haunches like a goat and a woolly head. I found her story in more detail through Weird New Jersey, titled Driving by the Devil in the Pale Moonlight. I want to read that now. And just so you guys know ahead of time, there's a few stories that I had found and then in addition found extra information from Weird Jersey. So when that happens, I'll let you guys know. But here we go. Here's that first creepy story. This has haunted me since it happened in 1972. I was a senior at what was then Glassboro State College. I had heard about the Jersey Devil when I came to South Jersey, but being from North Jersey, a different world, I thought I was far too sophisticated to believe in such humbuggery. One winter night, I was driving to Glassboro from Blackwood on Green Tree Road. At the time, the road was flanked by orchards and farms. There were few houses and there was hardly any development. I was completely sober and awake when I caught a glimpse of something in my rearview mirror. Curious as to what it could have been, I slowed down to take a gander. It was dark out, but moonlit enough that I had no trouble at all discerning the upright figure of a creature crossing the road from one side to the other, roughly 25 feet behind my car. The figure stood taller than a man by far and had thick haunches similar to a goat's, supporting its nearly human-looking torso and huge woolly head. It moved heavily and didn't seem at all disturbed by my being there. I didn't linger long enough to see much more. I hit the gas and flew to the mansion park apartments in the borough. So petrified was I that I slept the rest of the night in the car, unwilling to get out in the same darkness that had introduced me to the Jersey Devil. Never again from that day on have I ridden on Green Tree Road, day or night, that I haven't gotten the heebie-jeebies just thinking about that winter night so long ago. In 1980, a war and forest chief ranger, Alan McFarlane, was called to a bloody gruesome scene on a farm where a pack of pigs were killed. What he saw? Oh, it's something nightmares are made out of. The poor pigs, the back of their heads had been eaten, their bodies torn and scratched. There was not a single track anywhere near the bodies and not a drop of blood on the ground either. In the late 80s, there were some encounters with people camping in the Pine Barrens. In one case, it was a group of friends who decided to go camping in the area. 
A few of the men decided to go ride their dirt bikes around, while the rest stayed at their campsite. Suddenly, the men's dirt bikes, they all stalled at the exact same time. Like, how does that happen? As this is taking place, the men, all hearing a chilling, piercing scream coming from the woods... When the men finally get back to camp and meet with the rest of the group, it is soon realized that both parties heard the creepy, unexplained screams. One of the men went to a local bar that evening and was chatting it up with the bartender, telling him about the eerie experience that him and his friends just encountered. And the bartender told him, more than likely, it's the elusive Jersey Devil that the men heard. One of those men who witnessed this shares his encounter with weird new jersey and again i'm going to read from that titled camping with the jersey devil in the late 1980s a couple of my friends and i took a camping trip to the pine barrens i was unaware that we were headed to the home of the jersey devil we headed out on our bikes and did our share of partying that night the next day while everyone was asleep three of us decided to hit the trails a bit earlier than usual We were about 100 yards away in the woods when my bike stalled out. I looked and found that my friends had also stalled. At first, I thought it had something to do with the terrain or maybe something to do with the nearby power plants. 50 feet away from each other, we tried to start up our bikes. When suddenly from the woods, we heard the most horrible piercing scream. It sounded inhuman, like something being tortured. Once back at camp... They asked us if we had heard screams earlier. They had heard them too, four miles away. That night, we headed into the local town because we ran out of booze. We went into a bar and I ordered a drink, still in shock from what I had just heard that morning. The bartender asked, hey kid, what do you see, a ghost or something? After I told him the story, he smiled and said, it looks like you met our little friend. He then asked us to come out back. He showed us a tin garbage can that was shredded to bits. It looked like the shreds were made from something with three claws. I have never returned to the Pine Barrens since, and I do not plan to go back. Creepy stuff, and remember, both parties were four miles away from each other, and each heard it perfectly. So, just goes to show how excruciatingly loud that scream, or screams, must have been. And another camping encounter, unsure of the date, but wanted to read it. And again, this encounter was shared with Weird New Jersey, and it's titled, Don't Ever Camp in the Pine Barrens Alone. Quote, I spent a lot of time in the Pine Barrens when I was growing up in New Jersey, and I had my share of strange experiences. When I was about 13, I went camping alone near Hampton Furnace. I had a bow with me and went looking for a rabbit dinner about an hour before sundown. Something started following me back in the trees. It tailed me back to my camp and circled while I cooked my dinner. This kept up until about two hours after dark, and let me tell you, it was one dark night. I finally decided that my visitor had moved on and crawled into my tent. When I just started to calm down, I heard a foot stomp down right behind the tent. I got all set to jump out when this thing, whatever it was, started screaming. 
I would compare the volume of the scream to a large truck's horn. I couldn't decide what to do. I had my bow and knife, but they didn't seem like much. After several blasts, it just stopped. I didn't hear a sound except my heart for about an hour. I was sure that if I stuck my head out of that tent, I'd lose it. In the morning, I could find no tracks in the pine needles. To this day, I still don't like sleeping in tents. I'd rather take my chances in the open. In 1993, a forest ranger named John Irwin was driving along the Molokko River when suddenly he saw an unknown creature blocking the road before his very eyes. The forest ranger described him as six feet tall with horns and matted black fur. Man and beast staring at each other for an unknown amount of minutes before the beast turned and ran, not flew like other encounters, but ran into the woods. One incident date unknown, is about a woman, a business owner of an inn in Galloway Township. One evening, she saw a strange shadow on the wall before her. She says it had wings. Her reaction? Calmness. Unlike the others, where this creature left mankind terrified, this woman felt extreme calmness and felt as if the Jersey Devil was actually watching over her. And yet another case, this involves travelers passing through Route 9 in Bayville. Three cars passing through were forced to abruptly stop when all of a sudden a beast crossed the road. Described as a 10-foot-tall Jersey Devil figure with a low head and short, flat ears. One witness saw the creature approach from the woods, galloping across the traffic and into the woods again on the other side. One witness shared their experience with, once again, yes, we're New Jersey, titled The Devil on Route 9. And here is that experience. Let me tell you of a sighting of the Jersey Devil. I was driving up Route 9 in Bayville at around 10 p.m. There were two cars in front of me, and we were traveling about 35 miles per hour. To the right of Route 9 is a mini mall-type building with woods behind it. To the right is all woods. All of a sudden, I saw this big thing running across Route 9. It looked like one of the classic pictures of the Jersey Devil. It had no tail, no fur, its ribs showed, and it had a long, odd head with short ears that laid flat. It looked almost 10 feet tall. I noticed it because the first car stepped on its brakes, as did the second car. When I looked ahead, I saw this thing galloping across Route 9 and straight into the woods. I was not really scared because it did not register yet. I stopped to mail something in the mailbox about 300 feet from the main road and I saw a child's shirt, shorts, and one sneaker lying on the road. I mailed my letter, ran into my car, and laid rubber all the way home. I was certain that I had seen the Jersey Devil. No one believes me. They say it was a deer. I have never seen a deer that big, that fast, or that weird looking in my life. What is really creepy is that the other two people driving in front of me stepped on their brakes, so they must have seen it too. In 2008 and into 2009, in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, several reports were pouring in that people were seeing gray creatures with bat-like wings and hearing unearthly screams and leaving strange tracks on the ground. One man even claims to have been chased by the beast. More recent sightings include a man who, in 2015, was traveling through Galloway Township. Now remember, 
this is the same area where the woman felt calm seeing the creature. The man was driving and saw what at first he thought was like a llama walking in and out of the tree line, when suddenly wings spread out of this creature and it flew away. Days later, a lady claims to have seen the same thing on Old Port Republic Road near Leeds Point. She videotaped the event. I watched the video and doing what I do, investigating the paranormal, I, I do. I have an open mind. I really, really do. I watched that video and I wanted to be impressed. I wanted to go, oh my God, like, wow. I'm sorry, but in my opinion, I think in this particular case, this video, I'm just, I'm not sold. Watching the video, it looked like a movie out of the 50s. It had poor effects. Just, you know, it looked super, super fake. I mean, if it isn't fake, I would be extremely shocked. One last incident I want to share comes from, again, Weird New Jersey, titled Field Trips to the Jersey Devil Turf. As a native of Cape May County, I've had the typical rite of passage trip to the Pine Barrens, the legendary home of the Jersey Devil. This Jersey girl went to Cape May County Technical High School, which sponsored trips to the Pine Barrens for good grades in certain classes. I was one of the fortunate students to go three times during my four-year career at CMCT. Each time I went on this trip, my canoe was followed by a heavy-footed thing. With each step, I heard branches snap under its hooves. Every 10 minutes or so, I could hear deep, beastly growls that to this very day give me the creeps. Being in a canoe and on a class trip didn't afford me much opportunity to flee in terror. So I stuck it out for three years. Every year it was the same. During my sophomore year, I was pretty confident about my canoeing skills. So I didn't look over my shoulder much. I went canoeing with a friend of mine when we came across a bag that had been torn open and gone through. Around it were prints on the ground that looked something like a horse's hoof, only bigger. Then I heard it, the cry that still haunts my dreams, part human, part beast, and full of anger, pregnant with pure hate. I nearly flipped the canoe. We left, leaving whatever it was out there behind. Or so I thought. It seemed to follow us. Every time we stopped or paused, they got closer to the river. We pushed on. Then worse came to worst as we tipped the canoe. I heard the thing running behind us and thought for sure we were dead. Then we righted our canoe and got into it as fast as humanly possible. We finally made it out to safety, sun fried to a crisp, missing all of our valuables and most of our clothes, but never happier to be on shore. We packed up on our bus and left. As we were leaving, I rested my head on the window and saw a little cottage. I looked at it until the bus was about to pass it and saw a woman. She looked back at me and I could see her skin was torn and bleeding. After the bus passed, she vanished. Scared me so badly, I want to go into the woods for a year. So I don't know if she, when she says this woman vanished, if she like dissipated into the air vanished or if she like, you know, went behind trees or something. Now in 1939... New Jersey became the only state to hold the title of having an official state demon. And the state seems to embrace the Jersey Devil with pride as their hockey team is even named after the legendary creature. 
To this day, people claim to see the Jersey Devil. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Listen to the others. They are equally phenomenal. Want a reminder of when the newest episodes are available for your old listening pleasure? Of course you do. Subscribe now through iTunes, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Podcast Addict, Overcast, Podcast Republic, Deezer, TuneIn Radio, and oh so many others. Basically, you guys, wherever you listen to your other kick-ass podcasts, you can find Paranormal Brawlers Podcast. See you next week, Jersey Devil.